This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're kicking off the Christmas season and we're doing it 1990s style. More specifically, 1995 Sears Christmas book style. So grab a marker because we're circling gifts for our holiday wish lists right after this break. Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. The following podcast is scheduled for nostalgia with a 60-minute time limit. It's time, little blasters, to get your markers out and sit down. The year is 1995 and the mail just arrived because it's Christmas this season. Introducing today's topic, hailing from Sears, it's the 1995 Christmas Toy Catalog. And now for your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. Rumor has it, from Santa himself, their penmanship on their Christmas lists were the best of their entire year. They made their lists and checked them twice, so Santa would definitely think they were nice. They are the reigning, defending ToyCast Tag Team Champions of the World at Retro KO Joe. At Time Blaster Toys, Keith, together known as the Time Blaster ToyCast. All right. Let's go. And I can assure you, Santa, he knows I was a good boy all year round. Oh, yeah. Of course we were. Never did a bad thing. Mm -mm. Perfect penmanship. (laughs) And yeah, 1995 (laughs) Sears Christmas book. I'm excited to delve deep into the 200 pages of goodies. Yeah, I'm uh, 210 pages to be exact that we Unreal. had to comb through and find just three things a piece. I could have literally, I, there was like 25 things I wanted. I had at least 15 <laughs> things circled, yeah. yeah. I had to narrow it down. But yeah, so I guess before we do a deep dive on the Sears catalog, which we're going to do in a minute, we got anything, any uh, things we want to talk about beforehand, guys? I mean, I believe we have, uh, there's a new feature through, for those of you who listen through Spotify, the end of the episode, uh, which we appreciate, we appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast, even if it's for five minutes, but if you get through the entire episode, if you hang on to the end, you'll get a Q&A pop-up, and we actually had a listener drop a Q&A for us. Yeah, you guys told me this, I'm like, man, I listen to a lot of podcasts on Spotify, <laughs> I've yet to see anything pop up, but that's cool, it's a nice way to get feedback from people outside of Apple users. But yeah, Joe, cue it up. Read Dude, this thing. Dude, we got thing. it queued up. Okay. So, the, uh, the Q&A reads, I wanted to wait until the morning of Thanksgiving to listen to this. It is like waking up on Christmas morning and turning on the Christmas movies and just enjoying the holiday. <laughs> what a review, huh? Wow. Yeah, a good way for Android users to kind of leave some feedback for us, and that's per episode as opposed to the entire podcast as a whole. So, so thanks for that. I actually talked to this person, um, and, and they said that that was. They, they weren't in the best of mood Wednesday night. They were going to listen to the podcast, and they said they wanted to wait till Thursday, so they did, and 
Change their mood around and got them ready for Thanksgiving. Put Dang. them in the Thanksgiving mindset. That's how we do it. If, if we had anything to do with that, getting <laughs> someone in the right Thanksgiving mindset, man, that's awesome. That is so cool. Android users also, if, if you're having a hard time finding a place to leave a review, you can always leave them with the toy line. I know. I keep forgetting about yeah. the toy line. You can call or text the toy line. If you don't want to call, shoot us a text. Yeah, that actually would be a great way. Shoot yeah. us a text or call or leave us a voice message. The toy line itself... Uh, we I forgot to mention it a couple of weeks ago, guys. We got a call on the toy line. Yeah, this was a call late at night, and the listener was cracking up laughing <laughs> during the whole call. So I could barely make out what they were saying, but they had just listened to the Halloween episode with okay. the trick or treating goodies. Yeah, and they were like rolling on the floor laughing that Better Made potato chips had won. They were dumbfounded, Joe, that Better Made hey, came out on top. Even I didn't see that coming. Yeah. A couple of weeks back, we had uh, a Thanksgiving throwdown, as mm-hmm. mentioned in, in that review. We had the Better Made Chips one. So, God, gravy and Better Made Chips. I what? Know. What? I mean, we've got another Thanksgiving throwdown coming up in a couple of weeks. Or not Thanksgiving throwdown, another uh, TB, yeah, next TBBT. Week. Yeah, Christmas movie. So, so we'll see if we you know, continue our streak of Dark Horse candidates coming out on top. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and, and last week had that awesome interview with Jim Pressman, who ironically, in today's toy catalog, yeah. there was an entire page dedicated. The 1995 Sears catalog had an entire page dedicated to Pressman games. Yeah. So very, very cool. And we went through our catalog. And are you guys ready to get this thing? Going. We got to man. We got nine things we got to talk about. For so sure. I'm I'm very excited to see what you fellas picked for your your wish list here. So yeah, why don't we spin that wheel, Joe? Let's roll in turbo here. All right, yeah, we're busting turbo out. It's the first week of December, folks. If it's getting, we had some snow here in Michigan a few weeks back. We did. And some flurries and some rain and. All right, turbo is snow a spin on the way. 2020 and its final month. <laughs> Really setting the mood. Really setting the, <laughs> setting the stage here, Dave. All right, first up, fellas, the amazing champion jerseys. Ooh. So there's a whole page. And when we say champion jerseys, yes. we're talking, you know, champion is the brand. Yes. And these are specific, you know, NBA basketball jerseys. And 1995 Absolutely. is just like, you know, if you were going to pick one year to get oh, some banger that was the champion year. jerseys, 95 is the year that you want to pick. Um so the page in the book, man, like it's crazy. There are so many hall all star, hall of fame jerseys being shown on this page. You're gonna you know, you got the Michael Jordan number forty five Chicago Bulls. You got the Shaquille O'Neal jersey, you got the Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, Reggie Miller, Sean Kemp, but the jersey, the one specific jersey, if I had to pick one that I circled for my wish list. We're talking Phoenix Suns, Dude. number thirty four right away jersey, you. purple jersey. Yep. Sir Charles himself, Charles Barkley jersey mm-hmm. on my wish list, guys. That is a great pick. I actually have a little playground story Ooh. from back in 1990. It would have been 95 or 96, probably. Okay. Now, I had received the Kemp jersey okay. for a gift. Uh, okay. Away or home? It was away. Okay. Um, I, cool jersey, yeah. but, but not the one I really wanted. Real quick aside, because yeah, yeah. the Supersonics changed their logo and style jersey around that yeah, time. Was yeah. it the newer version or no, the original? No, it was the original. Just that plain the font? Plain, yep. Yeah, gotcha. So on the playground, my buddy is walking over, and he's got the Shaquille O'Neal Ooh. Orlando Magic. And needless to say, we did a little swapski. Oh, really? I, yeah, we traded. I got the Shaquille. He took the Kemp. He was happy. I was happy, and we parted ways. Wow! Did he? He just was a Sean Kemp man. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we both were into to the trading cards and stuff, and 
And yeah, we traded jerseys so who, on the playground. Who gifted you the Kemp jersey? I think it was my aunt. Okay. Yeah. So you came aunts. home rolling in with Shaq. With and Shaq. Was the yeah. family all right? With I don't it? even think my mom even noticed that I had a, <laughs> a different jersey on than when I left. But uh, that was that was a great day for me. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, in '95, those were the two guys though, like Shaq and Kemp. Yeah. You just you knew you were going to get big man Duncan when you saw Kemp yeah. and Shaq. Yeah. I mean, both guys and I. Absolutely, I had both of their jerseys. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the pod. Like my love of champion jerseys when Dude, I was yeah. a kid. You know, there was like a three-year span, probably like ninety-three to ninety-five, maybe ninety-three to ninety-six. Where like my wardrobe for real, man, mm-hmm. it was exclusively champion jerseys. Absolutely. I wore a different one. I had so many, and I had deep cuts, man. I had like Mark Price, Cleveland yeah, Cavs, number twenty-five. Yeah, number twenty-five on the cat. I had yeah. so many, dude. Uh, Glenn Robinson, Milwaukee yeah. Bucks, yeah. the purple dude, one. Dude, I love the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Big dog. Yeah, so many. You know, big country. Bryant Reeves, yeah, Vancouver Grizzlies Man- jersey. <laughs> so nineties, right? Your Damon Stoudemire, Toronto dude, Raptors. Yes. So many cool ones, but to me. Number one, Barkley was my dude. Barkley was awesome. That Phoenix Suns, the colors just pop. Come in the Time Blaster Toy Store right now yeah. in Westland, Michigan. We got purple counters. We got an orange wall. Right. Like when I was designing the store, mm-hmm. I wanted that Phoenix Suns vibe. Absolutely. Like, because that's Barkley was just my guy. But remember when they made the Phoenix Suns when they had the black jersey? Yeah. You, did you like the I black? Mean, not really. Oh, to me, man. I was that was the that was the was one. Man. I yeah. like the purple. In modern day NBA two teams have like. 10 jerseys it they feels do. like they have yeah. so many so that's the, right they're yeah. a team like i feel like i've seen a game with the suns where they were wearing like pink oh and yeah. it was just they have those those specialty jerseys yeah that it's, it's like, yeah that they wear for a short time pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool yeah. but yeah it's, uh, 95 i don't think i've ever owned a basketball jersey that was gonna be my question Dave, i always had me and joe are basketball dudes absolutely. and I like, a hockey guy yeah hockey, hockey guy. i never had, had a basketball jersey never won what hockey I, jersey were you rocking in 95 i so i was a Big fan of honestly '95 legit. It was probably either Pat Lafontaine or Ed Jovanovski, but um, the Sabers Lafontaine and Jovanovski with the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. If there was a guy on them, those were the only two jerseys I had back then with actual players on them. Florida I, Panthers jersey in '95. That's sick, man. Yeah, that is a cool I had looking jersey. So between 1991 when the Sharks came in the league until probably 2001, there was a 10-year gap. Where I had was collecting like I wanted a hockey jersey for every single team. Yeah. And I had got up to thirty and the two teams that I never bought was the Montreal Canadiens and the Detroit Red Wings. Dang. But I had yeah. gotten um although I I had thirty jerseys because I had two Bruins jerseys and I had two oh gosh, what was their team? Two Bruins jerseys and I had two Anyway, another team I had two right. of. It might have been a National Predators. I think I had a home and away for the Predators, but, but nonetheless. No Red Wings, huh? No, I was never a Red Wings fan. Which wing would you have wanted? I, see, I didn't put players on the back of them. I just oh. liked the, I liked the okay. tarp the way it was. The yeah, okay. you know, like Pat Lafontaine was a favorite player as a kid, so I had yeah. his jersey, and then Ed Jovanovski. get down with that. In juniors, he was a monster, so when he was the, the top draft pick of the Florida Panthers. I was like, oh, I'll get a Florida Panthers jersey with Jovo Cop Heck on yeah. it. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah, jerseys, man. So 90s, right? Dude, Champion jerseys. I still rock the jerseys now. Yeah, so basketball was big. And, you know, like a year later, if we ever get to like 96, 97, mm-hmm. I switched over. I started rocking baseball jerseys. Baseball. I love a good baseball good jersey. Then. Yeah, I had a few baseball jerseys. A lot of football jerseys. A lot of football. Tons of hockey jerseys. Yep. Yeah. 
But yeah, we can talk jerseys another time. I yeah. think that was probably enough for today. It was. It was but a I nice. Was glad, I was glad to start with my boy. Oh, Shut up and jam, Charles Barkley. <laughs> it was awesome to go through that catalog while Joe's spinning here. Here it goes, Turbo, and, um, and seeing all the sports stuff in there. Was there. A lot of sports. A lot stuff. of sports stuff in there because then, you know, I mean, '95. I was 12 years old going to that Christmas, and that's, yeah, you know, I was shifting from action figures into yeah, more sports. Yeah, I was things, right so. there with you. All right, so next up is the Shaq Attack basketball <laughs> rim. Speaking of sports stuff. i got to pull this picture up real quick. Yeah, the main thing you guys got to do, I'll make sure it's in the Instagram post, the picture that's Dude, a company. This, this Photoshop picture, <laughs> I love it so much. This picture sold me on this toy, and if I would have remembered seeing it in 95, I would have wanted it. And is this kid in his jean shorts just dunking on this rim and hanging on it like that thing would not fall over and yeah, break? Yeah, we all know what kind of hoop yeah. this is, right? We all had one as a kid. Like totally the, plastic. Yep, all plastic. You know, you take the cap off, you fill it with like a one gallon of water right, to keep right. it from falling over. <laughs> This child is hanging from the he, rim. He is. He is slamming it down. Pretty sure he's wearing and a it's Shaq a, And shirt. it's a breakaway rim, so it's the ones that yeah. you'd slam into and the rim would yeah. fall. Which makes sense if, with it being a Shaq brand. I mean, he's no longer yeah. breaking some you know, boards. Product. But the kid hanging from it is what's hilarious. Right. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. It is absolutely it's awesome. It's only the highest quality basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to dunk hard. But yeah, as I don't know, I had one as a kid, and you know, I... I don't remember the years, but God, that was like where you had your slam dunk competitions on with oh, yeah. you, you and your brothers or your friends. And you're like, watch this one, and you're yeah. just gonna slam it. And yeah, those breaking, were built pretty tough. breaking a rim, you know. So we we all probably had. I'm picturing the little tykes one. Little tykes, right? absolutely. It's white. Yep. The rim itself, I believe, is blue. Mm-hmm. Right. All plastic. One picture was red, but yep, yeah, I'm it's sure. got the little gimmick where you can adjust the height. Like yeah. I, I had that right. Yep. And when Shaq said his, you know, height of popularity, breaking backboards, I remember it. It was my goal. I'm like, I am gonna rip this plat. I'm gonna rip it off this thing, oh, and man. I would just dunk on it and pull, pull on, on that, pull thing. on it until, and it would start cracking. And you know, get like those this, stress marks. Like this next one, this reverse jam. <laughs> I'm gonna rip this thing, and eventually I did break it. Yeah. And then it's like, Mom, I need a metal. I need a metal right. hoop. Right. To Absolutely. Do my dunking on because I just ripped this one in half. <laughs> Did you guys have the uh, the rim that went on your bedroom door? Oh, I spent yeah. so many hours playing on that thing. You know, little you're foam ball. Your fadeaway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you fall on the bed as you shoot that thing up. I love that thing. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those great little nerve hoops. How about yeah. the old, the old hoop? What was like? But it had that super long net, and it was like for laundry. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Ball up your underwear. <laughs> that was always cool. Too. Swish, nothing but net. <laughs> but the Shack Attack basketball room. I mean, it looks a little bit because you have like the one, like you said, the little tykes that for like yeah. what is it? By ages four to eight. Yeah. The Shack one definitely looks more like a this the shack in between one, that and like an actual getting yeah, yeah. the shack one move. goes up to seven feet okay which yeah. is which is pretty legit yeah I and can't it's the do my ball with an attitude dunk on a seven footer <laughs> <laughs> but through the legs so we, yeah that's yeah. cool though no, yeah, that's really cool. did you have the shack the, the i did not but man i wish i did yeah that's awesome i did not have that one yeah imagine you might be pro now if you i had might that be you were man, a kid. for real <laughs> all right let's give this turbo another spin here Oh man! So yeah, lots of sports presence. Lots of basketball presence in the '95 yeah, catalog. It's gonna be gonna be a lot. I think I had, I know I I'd gone had like ten pages with stuff circled on it before I narrowed it down to my three. Yeah. What do we got here, Turbo? Next up is the Virtual Boy. Oh, so I de- I had two picks that were like pretty like okay these are for sure. Yeah. And I debated on my third one. I had like three candidates, and I was going back and forth and. 
I settled on Virtual Boy. I know we talked about Virtual Boy in a past podcast, but since that talk of the Virtual Boy, I have since acquired a Virtual Boy. You did, yes. So what, about a month ago? Yeah. uh, I got my hands on a Virtual Boy, and now that I have it, and I've got to play it, and I've got to share it with people in the store, I've come to love it. Dude, it's great. (laughs) The Virtual Boy, for all its faults, Mm -hmm. for what it is, if you want, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of entertainment and enjoyment yeah. it's pretty cool i wouldn't right? go longer than that no not 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 what you're right <laughs> no, not if you not if you value your eyesight <laughs> right but i just really enjoy it and i think it's such a fun toy and going back to 1995 dude i wanted it everybody yeah, wanted everybody it. there wanted was it. that six month period where it was like the hottest thing on the planet and yeah. that was christmas 95 absolutely that was it at its peak but such a really cool toy you know having it in the shop now you know buddies guys i meet that i know i'm like I can tell you, obviously, they're younger than me. They may, mm-hmm. they might not even know what a virtual boy Probably is. Not. I'll be like, hey, man, you ever heard of a virtual boy? What's that? I'm like, let me show you. Bust it out. Let them play it. Everyone who plays it thinks it's cool. Yeah. Everybody. My daughter played it for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Josephine, she's in here. She saw me showing to someone. She's like, can I play it? I let her play Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. Dude, she played it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Came back. I play it again. Wow. She's like, I it's love like, it. You got to rest your eyes. Hold I on. I was like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to take Mario Tennis down from the ebay store because yeah. i had it for sale right. i'm gonna keep it for a while so you should tell everybody about that big banger of a game you had yeah there was a yeah there was a virtual boy game in the lot which i you know obviously i had no clue about the value of some of these games but there was a game in the lot dave it's called jack brothers for virtual boy okay ends up being an incredibly valuable rare virtual boy game yeah. 800 dollars game Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Yeah. Unbelievable, Joe. You played it. For I a played minute. it. It was a lot of fun. It was like an RPG kind of puzzle Zelda kind of game. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but doing a deep dive on Virtual Boy since I had it, I realized, you know, because everyone talks about Virtual Boy only having 22 games released. Yeah. But that's between America and Japan. So yeah. in America alone, there was only 14 games yep. released. The games launched in May 95. The final game was produced in January 96. So we're talking. Eight months yeah. of a run. Barely total. anything. Yeah, barely anything. So 1995 Sears Christmas Wish Book, that's your last chance to get a virtual boy. <laughs> right. It ain't in 96s, and it no. sure is not 97s. It was clearanced out by 96. So that you know, kind of influenced my pick. I thought, this is my only chance to get one back in the day. Right. So yeah, virtual boy. Love it. And guys, you're yeah. listening to this podcast. You want to play a virtual boy, you know somebody now. Come on in. Let yes. me know. Say, hey, Keith, let me let me play the virtual boy. It's sitting behind the counter. I'm sharing it with the world. You are doing the world a service, my friend. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm keeping the, the spirit of virtual boy alive here. All right. Turbo is going around and with again. VR being so popular nowadays with the Oculus and stuff. I mean, this is like the OG. Yeah, that's yeah. about as much virtual reality as I want. Right. Well, what we got next, Joe? We are keeping it on the game, uh, the game trail here. We are going with PlayStation. Ooh, which was one of my picks. Now, this pick is very uh, special to me because this is one of the few times where I circled something and actually got it. Ooh, Santa came through that year. Santa came through this year. Now, uh, this this was funny because as a child, I took a gamble on this, right? I had circled this thing. I've been planting hints to my mom. Mom, I got to get this PlayStation. I remember drawing a picture of the PlayStation. Did you know, like, what playstation was going to become or you were totally because when it Only first from came the out commercial. nobody really no had one really knew like sony entering yeah. the video game space was yeah. like weird um 
Yeah, and I just remember drawing pictures, leaving around the house and stuff like that. and uh, <laughs> All them subtle hints. Dude, all the subtle <laughs> hints. And, like, she came through, you know? It was – I don't I don't remember if Santa brought it or if my mom was like, I'm taking the credit for this, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, man, ripping that open Christmas morning was amazing. That's like, cool. I can still smell that box. What game came with it? Was it Crash Bandicoot? Um, or? I don't know if it came with the pack-in, but I remember playing uh, Wave Race, I think. Okay. So I don't know if it was bought separately. I don't think it came with PlayStation. I got. I'd have to look that up. But I remember playing Wave Race. That was the first game I had. Yeah. But man, PlayStation. Yeah, I can totally remember uh, being being a kid growing up in the '80s and '90s, where video game, you know, at the start, Nintendo's got a monopoly on the space yeah, of video games, absolutely. and then Sega emerges, and they're a competitor. So you got these two big dogs fighting it out for years and years. '95 comes along, Sega Saturn is out. You know Nintendo's working on something, but it's yeah. not out yet. It's right. going to eventually be Nintendo 64. Yeah. Then Sony PlayStation comes on the market. You're like, Sony? This is like, right. you know, the TV they, company? Ma- <laughs> they make radios and headphones. Like right. A yeah, video yeah. game system by Sony? I can remember having that like debate in my head at Toys R Us, trying to choose Sony PlayStation or Sega yeah. uh, Sega Saturn. Which one do I want? You know, I trust Sega. I've been a You're Sega right. guy forever. I went with Sega, you know, and obviously did not pan out right because Sony PlayStation is like, you know, just became a huge, you know, player in the video game industry for years to come. Yeah, I mean, to this day, I think they, I think they've surpassed Xbox a few years ago as yeah. being the, the top. But yeah, I never console. had a Sony PlayStation. Never once in my yeah. life did I got a PS2 eventually, but never had. Well, a actually, Sony Sony was developing that technology for Nintendo originally. Oh, they were really? like they were like a partnership, but they had that falling out. Where Nintendo uh-huh. kind of accused Sony of like betraying them behind their backs, right? Oh, okay. And that's what pushed them to put out this system on their own. Okay, um, that's in interesting. Japan. In Japan in '94, yeah. yeah. That's interesting because yeah, at the time Nintendo never had like a disc. They based, had no disc, you know, because they were using Sony cartridges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was fascinating though, thinking back to that time because that's what the discs was kind of intimidating to me as a kid. I yeah. loved my Sega Genesis. Yeah. And like where do I blow into this? And I was like <laughs> right. I was intrigued more to your point Keith by Sega Saturn. I think Sega CD was that already out or was that yeah, a thing? Yeah, it had already come and gone. And like Sega CD and Sega Saturn and I just was like, "Ah, you know what? My Sega Genesis is old faithful. Like I yeah. I trusted it." So in 95, I didn't really want the PlayStation. I didn't really want a PlayStation ever until my brother with his my younger brother through school got sent home with like a PlayStation with like learning games on it mm-hmm. yeah. and like 97 okay this was a couple years later and yeah. then after playing it then I was like oh this would be pretty cool to have yeah but. Yeah, 95, I had no interest in PlayStation. Yeah, you were right on the uh, cutting edge, Joe. 95, was, 95 you were yeah. you were early PlayStation user, yeah. for sure. PlayStation was the first console, like, disc console to ship over 100 million units. Oh, wow. really? As well, yeah. So, I mean, for a lot of people who didn't seem that interested, it sure sold pretty well. Why, why do you think PlayStation did so much better than Sega Saturn with similar release patterns and oh, Sega having that? It, it had to be the game library. I mean, yeah. the games were just better. Yeah. And Sony was all in on PlayStation. Sega, in their regards to Saturn, they were already working on Dreamcast. So Saturn was literally only relevant for like two years tops. Yeah, they were just pumping out too much too fast. Because they did what? Filler console. Because they had like Genesis, and then like a couple years later, they were trying to push the 32, 32 and then they were pushing Sega CD, Sega Saturn, Sega Dreamcast within a ten year span. Yeah, they just they didn't focus on just one product at a time and let it let it hit market and 
yeah. breathe. Their focus wasn't set on one thing. Yeah. So I guess that, I guess that does make sense. All right, all right let's spin. spin. I got a lot left. I got yeah, all nine left. Sports, baby. <laughs> baby. We got a toy on this list or what? All right. We are ending here on Arcade Hockey. Oh, Arcade oh, Hockey. So Arcade Hockey, a.k.a. better known as, you know what, It's Dave. like a Super Checks. Yes, sir. A home Super Checks machine. Um, it was called Arcade Hockey in the book, made by Monterey, I guess is how you would say it. Um, little table hockey with a bubble on it. Mm-hmm. Definitely much lower uh, quality than a Super Chex. Sure. This, yeah. this um, ain't the boy you're playing inside Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, no, no, no. Still the same type of bubble. Um, only 300 bucks. so this would have been probably my entire um, <laughs> budget from Santa. But, uh, but yeah. It would have been worth it. Right. Yeah, you've got the rods on each side. My dad probably would have probably also would have vetoed getting this um, brought into the home because he probably would not have wanted to assemble it. <laughs> but, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, and the thing weighed 115 pounds, this says. Oh, so wow. that's a high-quality machine. That's a heavy, yeah, heavy, a heavy wood. Bubble. Heavy wood, heavy metal. Um, I, I saw this in the catalog as well, Dave, and it was definitely on my short list, but I, I was like, I'm going to let Dave have this yeah, one. we know Dave. Well, it, was, it was page 149 in the catalog, okay. so so tired eyes were, were going through, and I go, oh, my God, here we go. We've got the 10-in-1 play set. We've got the bubble hockey Yeah, could you imagine a having a Super Checks bubble hockey? Yeah. No. In your house. You know what I mean? Remco made the at-home version. Yeah, I was say, the TMNT, with, with no bubble. The WWF, awesome yeah, games. had those. Them, but this is the, you know, you got the bubble, man. The bubble it's makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Did, this, did yours in the book, Dave, does it have any sort of electronic uh, scoring component to you it? Know, what's funny about that is... It's called arcade hockey, so you assume there's some kind of um, yeah. electronics base to it, but there's no there's no, no. scoreboard anywhere. There's no really? batteries required. It's just it's just man the puck wood doesn't even shoot up out of the middle like in Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it does look like there's a there's like a spot where you can dump the puck in and it does shoot up. There's like oh. a button to to shoot it up, but that's not right. That's yeah. mechanical. Yeah, not electronic. They need to take the arcade out of that name. <laughs> <laughs> they do, but they will. Yeah, I mean, it's. I get why they call it that because you could really only play super checks yeah. in an arcade, right. and that's what people associate. It's not air hockey. I mean, in a catalog, if you call something bubble hockey, and twelve-year-old Dave goes to his mom and be like, "I want bubble hockey," I'm gonna end up with something that's not that. That's not that. Yeah, <laughs> end up with bubbles and <laughs> like little kid Fisher Price right. stuff or something. Bubbles and hockey. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bubble hockey, though, so awesome, especially in 95. Like you were oh saying God, earlier, yeah. Dave, like that is a period. So I'm 13 in 1995, and obviously I'm, I'm still into toys. They're still, you know, I was buying Hasbros and buying Power Rangers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but it is a transition period where you're a teen going into adulthood. So you're, you know, and sports are big, so like this thing just checks every box. It's fun, you know, you can play with your friends, but it's not the same as, you know, action figures, so bubble hockey to have one in your house a in your dream ba- in your basement Woo! you'd be the coolest we, kid on the block you would i'm gonna have to uh, when we get done recording here get on the old internet and look up a little monterey well it ends with a t I'm, it could be monterey but i assume being hockey it's french canadian yeah, it's company be. <laughs> it's gotta be monterey so i'm gonna have to look that up and see what they're going for these days yeah let's do it probably four digits <laughs> <laughs> probably add an extra zero on the end of that 300 all right, let's spin this wheel, fellas. Right. What else we got, Turbo? What you got for us? We are. Ooh, this is gonna be a close one. It was right on the line. Ooh, it's, yeah, right on the line. Hot shot basketball. Oh yes. Ooh. 
Yeah, Hot Shot Basketball. So as a, as a kid, you the commercials like just lure you in, and, and you mm-hmm. think about our, we had arcade hockey with the bubble hockey. You think going to the arcade, and you always had the. I mean, Keith, I know to you this day, you're going to be shooting the ball yeah, into the I'm hoop. Setting a high score. You're I'm set- not leaving until I do. So this was like the at-home board game version of Hot yeah, Shot Basketball. Milton Bradley, right? You get it in a box. Yes. Yep, Milton Bradley. You get the box and. Uh, I mean, I don't know how big these things were. I mean, it was like maybe a foot long. Yeah, about a f- no longer than a foot. Probably maybe foot and eighteen yeah. inch, yeah. two feet. Like I, I know because I played it a lot. A lot of sore fingers. <laughs> and you got yeah the little plastic basketballs oh, and yeah it's yeah. got the little spring mechanism. Yeah, I mean, so you put the ball day. in and you're just hitting them, man. Boom! You get to the last ten seconds, it's three point. It's three point territory. <laughs> right. Boom! 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 <laughs> So much fun, and those so little, much fun. And then the worst was if you would miss the shot, and then the ball would bounce and it's like get away from you, and you're oh like scrambling <laughs> to try to grab it. But guy, the commercials were great. I do remember the, the one downside to Hotshot Basketball is it kill, it was a battery killer. Yeah, that yes. OG oh, yeah. version. Like I don't a lot of D's, man. At yeah. least four, maybe. Yeah, eight. I think it was four. It was yeah, four D's or four it was C's. Worth it, though. Oh, so much fun, yeah. and, and then you know with like having brothers and then friends coming over, it's like oh, you just play. To get yeah. a group of us together. We play hot shot basketball for a half hour to an hour, and yeah. just trying to beat the high score. So somebody yeah. sets the best. Yeah, I played yeah. it. The I good mean, old I, days. I didn't have to circle it on my list because I had it, and I yeah. played it religiously. Yep. And it just combined everything that was cool in '95. You know, basketball, NBA jams, big right. So this NBA is a, was everything. In NBA 95. was everything. You know, at the hot shot, it's got like the cage around it, so mm-hmm. it's got those street ball vibes. You're like, oh, it's just so cool. Feel like you're Sydney from White Men Can't Jump <laughs> meets George P. Funk, whatever guy right. from NBA Jam. Yep. Just so cool. You know, they made a travel version of Hot Shot Basketball. I had that as well. Yeah. Really tiny, not as fun, but oh yeah, so small. Yeah, I did. but no, I mean, I enjoyed Hot Shot Basketball. And when I was going through the catalog, like I said, I had about ten pages. I just kept coming back to to this one and going like oh, Hot Shot Basketball. Like it's a good one. Like a fun game. I'm sure there's games like that now for for kids. It's probably still on the market, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I feel like kids it. would get bored of that nowadays. Yeah. Like, well, the one the one downside to hot shot basketball is uh, if you lost the balls. Yeah. There was no because I did lose the balls, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, let me get a ping pong ball. Nothing no. was the same. It was yeah. too light. It wasn't exactly the right. That ball was exact the exact right weight and size. Mm-hmm. Like there was you couldn't replicate it. I remember Mom, trying? I need another one. <laughs> trying gumballs is what we tried <laughs> as the replacement. The little gumballs. Sure. Bad idea. And they worked better. They were like the closest thing you could get to it. Like but little gumballs where you could like little, load it up with like five in it and little, shoot them all at once. Little one. Like uh, they, <laughs> were, they were the small. Like they, were, they were closest in size to the hot shot basketball. Oh, yeah. okay. They were small enough, but not like the giant gumballs, but you. they were like a good medium to small <laughs> yeah. size. I wonder if Milton Bradley had a uh, mail away for replacement balls. I know. We should hit them up hmm. now and be like, and we need 30 balls. Right. <laughs> please, please get 30 balls. <laughs> yeah. Hot shot basketball is awesome. Yeah, oh. that definitely going through the pages and going through the board games and I see that you see the pressman ad, and I'm like, man, I don't know these games that would have been on my list. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the very next page, and it was built. It was like the Milton Bradley games. I was like, oh man, all these games are so cool. Hot shot basketball <laughs> circle. <laughs> it was just took me back to being 12. Like right. it was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's spin this wheel. Man, we got three we more were left. Really into basketball in 1995. Weren't we though? <laughs> we were. That's well. That was like like the mid 90s, really the 90s in general. Like sports fascinating me being a sports nut like in the 70s sports popularity started to really go mm-hmm. then the 80s it took off so in the 90s is when athletes were crossing over into yeah. everything else so it was it was like peaks 
It yeah. was new to the world. Like mm-hmm. Athletes were massive. Right. All right. Turbo landed on the Daily Bugle playset. Ooh. This Spider-Man? was my this was my first pick. The second yeah. I saw, I'm like, I could just pick this and pick nothing else. Dude, this playset's a banger. And I would be happy. So let me pull up the image because I want you guys to be able to get to the page, get your wish book out, and you turn yourself to page 123. And you look at this thing. This is Toy Biz. It's the Spider-Man Daily Bugle playset. It is beautiful. It is so cool. I did not have it. I really wasn't even buying Spider-Man animated series figures in 95, but if I could go back in time and correct the wrong, that would be it. This playset, it is humongous. It is so cool. And the reason it just catches your eye is because Florida, Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. The Marvel Park, that aesthetic of that playset is what the whole park is, right? Yeah, those colors and everything. Mm -hmm. So... My family went to Florida the year that Islands of Adventure opened. The summer it opened, we're there in that park, and you're just surrounded by the orange buildings and all the stuff. And, you know, the Spider-Man ride. You've been on this ride, Joe, right? I have, yeah. Right? So I'm a, I, we went on it like the day it opened uh, back in whatever year that was. And right. that play set was just, or excuse me, that ride was like revolutionary at the time. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life yeah so you know fast forward 20 years couple years ago we go back to universal studios back to the the marvel section of the park i'm looking i'm like dude it hasn't changed at all not one single bit it's all exactly the same the rides are exactly the same and it's so nostalgic to be there and when i saw that play set i'm like dude that's like a visual representation of like that time in my life of being at this park riding on these rides awesome play set it's cool Um, I would buy it for myself right now, but that playset is like five hundred bucks, wow. man. It is expensive right now. now. The catalog only shows the front. I wonder if it's like accessible from the back. Do they got like floors and stuff in the back? I imagine I wonder. it does. Yeah, I have to look I've it never, up. I've never really had one in my possession. That's what I was just about yeah. to ask. Was did no, you ever see no, one it's in the wild? Real. That's why it's so expensive. Right. It's just like the timing of, of things, like. Maybe stores weren't really carrying it. Such a big playset. I don't know, but it and, goes for a lot of money now. And was a Sp- Spider-Man animated series? It was popular, but it wasn't oh, yeah. like. No, this is the '90s, man. Marvel yeah. is literally it's second place to DC. Yeah, still like the Batman the 90s, animated you know? series was king. Like we yes. look back on that time finally because you know Fox had so many awesome. You know, there was Spider-Man animated series, right. uh, Fantastic Four. Iron Man hung out with the Fantastic Four. Yes. You know, Captain America hang out, hung out with Spider-Man. Doctor Strange was with Spider-Man. All these characters that now are huge, you know, successes all on their own. In the 90s, you know, they were kind of second place. Yeah. So Marvel's toys, when I think back to 90s Marvel toys, you're thinking KB way more than Toys R Us. Yeah. That's where a lot of this stuff was at. KB was stocking up. There were aisles full of this Toy Biz animated Marvel stuff. Whereas Toys R Us maybe not maybe didn't have as much and maybe that's why this place that's so valuable is it just wasn't carried everywhere. Probably. But yeah, an awesome set, dude. Awesome set. I want to go back to Islands of Adventure. I want to ride Doctor Doom's Tower of Terror ride. I want to walk through the Daily Bugle to get on that ride. So cool. Awesome stuff. All right, Turbo has spun and Turbo has landed on the Game Gear. Yeah, the same Ooh. Game Gear. You guys, you guys brought your A games, man. This list, <laughs> everything on this list, I want or so, I had. So really. I never had the Game Gear. Always wanted one. My cousin had one. 
Um, and I remember I only saw that cousin like once a year on a family reunion. He, he lived in um, Maryland, Washington, D.C. So he brought one to my grandpa's house and remember playing Joe Montana football oh, baby. And on the game gear. And I was like, this is this is so cool. This is just like my Joe Montana football on my Sega Genesis. Yeah. But I can play it in my hands. Yeah, um, game he, gear was awesome. And he had he had a Sonic game too, but I, I he the only game in the in the Game Gear that I could play was was that. But I always wanted one. Again, I got this a big battery eater. But um, I was gonna say, if you think Hot Shot basketball right. ate batteries, <laughs> I had a Game Gear, and man, it took I believe six double A's. I think it was six, three yeah. and three, mm-hmm. and you stuck six fresh, brand new Energizer high end Duracell high end batteries. Yep. Maybe an hour, dude. 30, well, yeah. 45 minutes dead. It ate batteries for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was crazy. Well, the processor on that thing with the colored screen and everything, yeah. they weren't going to last. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was basically taking the Game Boy and you took it to a whole new level dude, with the color screen. the Game Boy out of the water. The thing Visually. About, yeah, the thing about Game Gear, though, it was not backlit, right? I remember when I would play it, you had to like. It was hard. Yeah, to, you had to get. You it had right. to be in just the right. Like the light had to be hitting the screen in the mm-hmm. right way to have it really be able to be seen. I had I had my Game Gear, you know, and nine times out of ten, it's plugged into the wall, right? Yeah, so it it's had got to the be. thing on the back into the wall. I had the big giant magnifying. This yep. was a big, huge thing. It clipped on the front of the Game Gear, so it like stood maybe six inches above the screen. Mm-hmm. So you got this thing. They made like the little gimmick. Uh, handles you could put on the side to mm-hmm. like have it like, yep. like you could trick this game gear out or it's just kept adding attachments and attachments <laughs> it just would be it'd be bonkers man but they yeah. would be so hot while it's plugged in burning your hands that's yeah. awesome i i loved my game gear i had lots of games for it uh very cool right oh, sega knew awesome. what they were doing with the branding of their uh their packaging back yeah. it's like sega genesis got the red band yep. on the side and the Sega CD's got the blue band. 32X has the yellow band. Yellow, Game yep. Gear, purple, right? Love the yeah. purple. Purplish pink, got the band mm. on the side. All the games, you stick them all together, they all look like uniform and great. Yeah. That's, you know. Sega knew what they were doing. Yeah. An OCD uh, obsessed guy like me really, <laughs> really appreciates, like, <laughs> that they went the extra mile to make Keeping these it th- uniform. Made these things look so great. Right. All lined up on a shelf. And, I mean, handheld games now, your phone, like. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Have you been from Game Boy, Game Gear? You know, I know like uh, there's been several incarnations of, of handheld ones. PS, PlayStation had, what was it? The uh, PSP. PSP. Then there was the Switch, which is still very, very popular. Yeah. Take it home. But, I mean, now yeah. you have a Game Gear in yeah. your hands funny at all bring, times. Funny you bring that up. Yesterday I met my brother-in-law's house, his son, my nephew, ne- Avid. He's playing uh, Sonic on his phone. It's like, I don't know if it's an Android or an iPhone. But he was playing. It was Sonic One, so it's like Sonic One on Genesis, yeah. but it's on his phone. There's no buttons, but he's like whizzing through, and I'm like trying to understand, like, what are you doing? And it's like in the far left corner of the screen is like a little on the is a directional pad, and he's just using his oh, thumb. Okay. And then on the other end, he's just hitting the phone to jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. And I was like, dang, man, look look at this kid go. If I would die in Give two me the seconds. controller. <laughs> like, yeah, I need the tangible. I need the, yeah. the, the you know the directional pad. Mm-hmm. I need to feel it on my thumb. Yes, absolutely. I need to feel these <laughs> these three buttons. Right. It's just all on this little screen. Kids whipping through the level. I'm like, man. Yeah, kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> he had, on the phone, he showed me it was like Sonic 1, Sonic CD. Every Sonic game on was just phone, an app huh? on his phone. That's crazy. And it was all the same stuff. Crazy, cool, right? Man. Look at Sega, cool. man. Yeah, man. Sonic, he's everywhere. 
Right. I love that Sonic has a resurgence, right? Dude, and that yeah. little kids, like these kids are four, six. My sons, you know, they love Sonic, right? Yeah. There was 25 years where no one gave a crap, but no. Sonic is. And Sonic's got so much more stuff now than he ever did. Yeah. When we were kids. The one game, there's a game that he showed me again last night. It was like I don't remember the name of the game, but it was. Uh, we, he showed me the like the character select screen. Yeah. And you know, I know Sonic and Knuckles and Amy and Sonic's buddies. Like I, I know about 15 of them. Yeah. This screen, there was like 75. Characters. Oh I was God. like, who are, since when? I'm like, who's that? He click on it. This guy. I'm like, dude. Sonic has a lot of buddies. I like the hip hop alligator guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there That's was cool. a there was like a cartoon for a while too. Oh, so yeah, I wonder no, if a lot of those characters came from that. Man. Yeah. It's it's vast. <laughs> All right. There's only one thing left on Turbo, and that is Titanus. Ooh, so I mean, that's what, how you end the list. That's how. You, what was bigger in 1993 than Money More from Power Rangers? <laughs> Nothing. But we're in 95. But right. still, still, Power Rangers is huge. Yeah, the movie's huge, and um, Titanus is indeed huge. Right. So I mean, it was released in 93 by Bandai, and it's basically a giant brachiosaurus mm-hmm. that serves the Rangers as like the ultimate carrier zord. Right. That's what it said on the box. And that's what I. <laughs> that's oh, it did, didn't it? That's probably subconsciously what I'm thinking. But uh, that's what I wanted to do so bad as a kid is I wanted Titanus yeah. so I could make the Ultra Zord and yeah. plug this guy into Titanus. But yeah. I, I never had it as a kid, unfortunately. Yeah, Titanus, he didn't transform. He didn't morph. No. He literally just rolled up into the screen. You could put his neck down. Megazord and Dragonzord just stood in his back and, and right. he rolled him into battle. That was it. But yeah, so cool. I, I did have a Titanus. I was, like I said, spoiled boy. So I had Tor. I had Titanus. I had all those guys. But I knew I knew Joe. You were picking a Zord. So. Oh yeah, I knew I was. And that page is loaded in the book, man. There's so many Ninja Megazords on that page. Serpentera is on that Serpentera's page. Serpentera is another great one. So, Giant. Yeah, but Titanus is he's cool, man. Got he's the, cool. The white and the gold and the black, very white ranger vibes. Yes, you know, very white ranger scheme. vibes. Just make sure when you're looking for Titanus, you get those chains. You need the chains because those man. chains are expensive if you're trying to find them after. Yeah, and that's like real metal chain too. Real metal like chain, it's a nice yeah. legitimate piece. Yep. Have thing- you have you had a Titanus in recent years? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a couple he, in he here. He comes around. Actually, there's a tight. I'll show you guys after the pod. There's a Titanus in that box over there oh, on yeah. top of the arcade game. It's like a smaller scale version. Okay, but Really cool. That one came out, I think, around 2009. Okay. But he yeah, looks yeah. just like the OG, the one that's on your wish list, just yeah. maybe like, you know, three quarter scale to this, that. Okay. But yeah, super cool. Awesome, Zord. What a list, guys. Dude, this list was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, man, I could circle 30 more things, but I think the three, the, I think the nine we picked is. They were all bangers, in my opinion. Man, yeah. So my, my question for, for you guys as, as dads is. How like what do your kids do for their Christmas list now? Like you're not getting a circle a catalog with circle stuff in it. So we walk through Target and they go, I want that, I want that, I <laughs> yeah. want that. Yeah, you know what's funny is you do you wouldn't think, Dave, but there are still catalogs like this that come yeah. out. Amazon like sends you one in the okay. mail, and then Target, I Target. I've or seen Walmart, the Target like one of them. I've seen a Target. One of those one. retailers will mail you one, whether you you know we don't ask for it. It just ends up right. in our mailbox. You know yeah. what I mean? I've seen the Target one. In and yeah, you'll years. give it to the kids, and especially my son Winnie, dude. He'll like if if you don't like give him rules, like he's gonna circle oh, three hundred things. Right. <laughs> like you don't want this. You're just circling stuff. Right. So the act of being able to do that is the same. That's awesome. So that's cool because you know that's part of Christmas, right? Like you wanna. Absolutely. I do feel like kids end up circling things they really don't want, but <laughs> just because circling stuff's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, super cool, man. Well, speaking of things that are super cool and that kids want, 
kids want to see Christmas movies. They oh, do. yes. I want to see Christmas I want to watch movies. them. And, and when we were kids, and that's what we're going to talk about next week, we're going to bring back a Time Blaster, Toy Cast, Bodacious Bracket Tournament mm-hmm. with our movies from our childhood. So 80s and 90s Christmas movies. Right. Yeah. We thought about it. We discussed yeah. it. Christmas movies is such a huge category. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, are we talking old? Are we talking modern? We narrowed it down. 1980s, 1990s Christmas movies. We've got a bunch queued up on the wheel. We're going to probably pick about eight debate yeah, it's the yeah. golden age debate, of Christmas discuss movies. and see what who comes out on top we'll see i'm excited yeah, yeah we're narrowing it down to eight from 16 because we can get into deeper deeper discussions on on the movies i mean we're talking most of them at least an hour and a half ish yeah so should be a lot of fun we got probably we'll have more than eight on the wheel or i shouldn't say more than eight on the wheel we'll have more than eight uh, in the bin to yeah. choose from. We're going to pull up the VHSs out of the bin, yep. and um, and that's how we're going to do it. So the, the eight that gets selected into the matchup, and it should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Can't wait, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>